Hello, and welcome back to our podcast, Mental Health in Youth from a Teen's Perspective. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how sexuality uh, and sexual orientation can affect mental health in teens. And so, I'm Brooks. I'm Camila. I'm Lily. I'm Haley. Okay, so we also have two guests here today to... um, talk about their experiences and so how about you guys go ahead and introduce yourselves uh i'm sophia um i'm alec okay do you guys mind if i ask you how you how you identify go for it well how do you identify (laughs) i'm a female i use the pronouns she her hers and i identify as a lesbian um I'm a man. I have I use TM pronouns and um and I I'm not really sure how I identify. I've been kind of like uh bi but more leaning towards gay, I guess. So that's a thing. Ready. Um Camila, do you wanna jump into the question? Alright. What does it mean to you guys to be part of the LGBTQ community? Do you wanna go first? Yeah, um, like, to me, it feels like, um, it feels like there's, like, a community that, like, kind of, like, has my back in a way, like, obviously, uh, there's this kind of connection that gay people or people under the LGBTQ plus umbrella will have that's just so, like, different from the connection that I'll have with my straight friends, and so, like, I'm really grateful to be a part of the community, because, like, I feel like, I have this, these people who can, I just said this, but understand who, what I'm dealing with and what I'm going through and how I feel about the way I feel about guys and other people. And uh, it's, I feel really proud to be a part of such an understanding, most of the time, understanding community. It so. gives you a good group to be able to talk with and a group that understands you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I definitely agree. I mean, for me, it's, I don't know, I don't view myself as, like, well, I definitely view myself as a member, because, obviously, but I don't associate such a big importance on it. I definitely did when I was younger, and I was um, still going through a lot of the questioning phase and just figuring out who, like, what my whole deal was. Um. But for me, it's kind of just almost like a fallback group. Like, everything could be going wrong in the world, and you'll still find, like, you go to your school's GSA and still find a couple of people that kind of know what's going on with you. And, like, you all, you might not know that well, but you have kind of this understanding and this deeper connection to that you don't, um, like, you don't normally have with other people. All right. Those are some good answers, and we'll move on to the next question. So, are you both completely open about your sexualities with everyone? I uh, I guess I'll go. Um, no, not no. Um, I'm. I mean, I'm doing this in the bathroom. Like my parents don't know, uh, and uh, uh, my my close friends do. And like, there was this weird occurrence, like. The way I express myself and the way that I express who I am publicly is, like, I 
everything I do, I just do. And I don't really care about like trying, like saying explicitly that I am, or I try not to, I just kind of do what I do. And when people pick up on it, they pick up on it. And there was this weird occurrence, like a couple of days ago, or it was like yesterday. And I went to this on like on campus social event and one of my friends, like, uh, she, she, she didn't intend for it. It was just, it was like a slip of the tongue that she said, like, boyfriend instead of girlfriend. And like, like there, there's more context, but like, in terms of like her stating my sexuality publicly, it was like, I don't know. It was weird because I never really had done it before. And although I kind of moved past it fairly quickly, I also, it just kind of kept this hook in me and I just, it was so strange, like having that affirmed to people who I didn't necessarily feel comfortable with. And so in some respects, while I do talk to my friends about it, I don't like to talk. I don't like to talk to like other people about it. And I'm definitely not comfortable with my parents or like other me family knowing just because I feel like it's just such a big part of me that like, I, I just want to get it right when I tell them or maybe not even tell them at all and just bring someone back and just be like, hey. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, that's, that's like the way I want to approach it. So. Yeah, I definitely kind of have the same, I guess. I don't know. I'm very, uh, like I said before, my sexuality doesn't define who I am. It's only in an aspect. Um, and I'm a firm believer of that. And I feel like, I don't know, I am extended family. I don't talk with them very much. Also, they're very religious and in a different country. So I don't feel comfortable quite, like, doing that. Um, and, like, I have this policy, not this policy, but, like, it's sort of how, what Alex said, like, I'm, what, everything I do, I just do. I don't need an explanation for it. Um, and I don't know, like, it just, it just happens. I won't tell people explicitly. I don't make it a huge thing, but, um, if someone asks, I'll be straight up like about it. Do you, sorry, go ahead, Alec. Yeah. And also just kind of wanted to add like that, just the ability for me to just like, just be who I am and just not have to just not try to justify myself because there are going to be some times where I'm going to have to, but in terms of me and living like with in such a liberal environment and being so like, like having these like progressive people around me and like feeling comfortable enough to like, just, I, I just feel like so grateful for that. Cause like, while I'm not open about it or not open about it in the explicit sense, my ability to be open about it, I'm very, like, I'm very grateful for, and, like, it just, like, anytime, like, I say, like, I'm not open about it, I always just think, like, there were people who just felt so need, like, they just felt it within their bones just to, like, make the world here because they needed the world to respect them, because the world didn't respect them, the world still doesn't respect us in many ways and so i'm just i I, i'm going off on a tangent but like like it's just like whenever i think about just like me me saying oh well i i'm a part of the lgbt community but 
I don't like to like make it very public or like talk about it a lot. I still value being a part of it in the way that I value the actions of the people before me and my ability to understand how important that is to who I am and why I need to understand that to advance further in my being. So, yeah. I totally get that. I mean, just the fact that we can have, like, we can talk about this openly is like, I feel like you don't realize it, but like five, six years ago, like gay marriage was illegal and it was still very much viewed like down upon and like just the fact that we can do this and like I can still have I can still I mean I'm always gonna fear telling people but I'm not gonna fear for my life or fear for like getting physically harmed at least here um like I can do that I still it's I don't know yeah yeah just like just um I'm just so appreciative for like just the way the outlook across the United States has just changed so dramatically because like what Sophia just said like like five like five six years ago like it wasn't legal for people to get married and like I actually I looked this up and um I am gonna say this not sure if it's completely true but um there was like a supreme court case like almost 20 years ago and it's like gay sex wasn't even legal like the government was still talking about like what like what you could do pertaining to the people who you love in your own home. So it's like, it's just, yeah, I'm really grateful for like the massive turnaround in like across the United States, just like for their perspective, obviously not everyone's going to be for it, but like, it's just, we, we progress so far. So I can only think, see things going up from here. I think. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's like, it's pretty scary to think about how it was, um, I mean, so recently, but I think also at the same time, it is pretty um, encouraging to see how quickly things have improved. Too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, okay, cool. Very interesting. Um, so how does stigma surrounding the LGBTQ community, how has that affected your mental health? Or um, we can look on the positive side of that, too. So how has it helped your mental health, too, I guess? Um, it, it hasn't at all. Um, I don't think it could ever help, um, just because it's still very negative in a lot of places. Um, I feel like there's always going to be some sort of doubt in my mind. Like, I'm still, I'm very much comfortable with who I am and my label I chose, but there's still going to be doubt in my mind just because it's not viewed as normal and it's not good for my mental health at all. And it's like literally some nights I'm just like, what if this is all a phase? Like, what what if? And then, but even though I, it's not, and it's like, it's, I don't know, it's a very complicated subject to talk about. But it doesn't help at all. Well, yeah, I guess with so many people who might say, like, oh, it, it is a phase or, like, you know, and how confusing these things can be because it's not as easy to consider yourself, like, a different sexuality from straight. Like, it's a, it's a pretty heavy thing to do with the way society works. It's just, like, to actually, like, go from saying, like, I am not the average and I'm 
different from what people consider to be normal. It can be, it, it can be, I guess it might be seen as something kind of like a, it, it's seen as like a great, like big deal. So I guess that can probably contribute to feelings or thoughts of like, is this a phase? Like, because this is like a big deal. Like this isn't something to be taken lightly, I guess. And it's, you know, and I think that might end up bringing more room for like questioning, I guess. Um, you know, that's what I think. I, I, that's not coming from any personal experiment experience. So you guys can tell me if I'm off or somewhat. Right. <laughs> I feel like, oh, like I hear a lot, like now more, I, well, the thing is like, so like a, and more in California and like with like, especially like with older people and more traditional view and people who have like more traditional views and us like being Hispanic. I know Sophia, you can relate to this. Like it's a bit harder to open up to them. Um, because, but I feel like a lot of people have become a lot more accepting of like lesbian gay, but like the whole bisexuality, like they view it as kind of like a phase or like a trend now. And I know that that must be a bit complicated as well. And or just yeah. a thing where they're like, you, you know, pick one or something as if like, yeah. it can't mm-hmm. be a spectrum or a, um, you know, you can be kind of in between. Yeah, and kind of adding on to that, um, like, my family, everyone in my family is, like, very progressive, or at least they try to be, but what you're saying, Camila, like, even my grandparents, although they want to be accepting of everyone, it's almost kind of hard for them to understand kind of, like, that sliding scale, I guess. They think that everything has to be black and white. Um, yeah. so I think that kind of contributes to a lot of stigma, but I think, like I a, think things are getting better over time. I think it's a lot of, it's the older generation. Things will get exactly. more and more progressive over time, which is good. Well, there were so certain views where it was like, you know, everyone is straight except for, you know, maybe a couple people happen to be gay or something. Mm-hmm. And then they're finally like, okay, there's a decent amount of uh gay or lesbian people and they're like okay i'm kind of figuring this out now okay i'm used to that and then it's like now like obviously people uh you know bi people have existed you know forever and all uh and all the members of the lgbtq community have always existed but you know in a lot of those people's minds they might not you know it feels like it's like oh we've figured out everything now and then like it feels like you're like adding in new things and you're like well this doesn't really make sense to me I thought it was just this and that like mm-hmm. you know I thought it could only be straight and then I now I was realized you could be gay or lesbian and now there's something else like that kind of thought process might kind of affecting that mm-hmm. I think like with in terms of like like are like the mere existence of like us being just debated and like and like it's just so I don't it's just like definitely not good for my mental health and like I go online and uh, I feel like everyone goes on TikTok and like you just like you see people like de- debating whether or not we should have rights like 
like uh, I feel like I I saw like this thing, or I've I've seen multiple things. It's just like, uh, let me think of it. <laughs> but um, it just it, like it talks. It was like it's like you're like normal, and it's like default settings, and it's like all this all these dumb jokes, and it's like you can make dumb jokes, but you, you can't make them and not come to your senses of reality in terms of these people existing and these people actually having like like being human you treat them inhumanely and this goes for like the newly radicalized little boys on the internet to like legislators in the white house and wherever else it's just like i feel like i'm like a topic of controversial conversation and it's like not only just like because like 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 i'm a minority in many ways i'm like i'm black and i'm um and i'm part of the lgbtq community and i'm like also jewish and people are there's increased anti-semitism and it's just like like for multiple regards i feel like my identity as a person is being attacked definitely in terms of um in terms of my identity my sexual identity i feel like i'm not really winning right now it, it's definitely more detrimental than it is anything else so it's very cruel i think um for people to be really i mean i guess debating whether or not you exist sort of or like if that counts as a person mm-hmm. you know it, 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 it's definitely just it's it's really weird and I, I'm grateful that I didn't I you know I I don't have to deal with that and I think that that definitely would be damaging in mental health yeah just to have people debating over your existence and if that's okay you know mm-hmm. and the kind of weird thing about all that too is those are people that are have no like I guess what's the word for it, uh, affiliation with the LGBTQ community. So they're basically making, like, especially in, in, like, government, they're making laws and saying things that have really nothing to do with them. And that kind of, like, reminds me of, you know, women's rights as well. Like, it's, why should we have people who don't represent us making laws? Yeah. Exactly why America was founded. No taxation without representation. Yeah. Well, that's, that's, it's coming along a little bit. <laughs> Somewhat. Moving forward. We're moving forward. Okay. Moving forward. Yeah. And that's, that's. Okay. All right. So debatable. let's go on to the next question. Like, how has your guys' mental health changed or how is it different from before you came out versus after? And that can be just like, you know, coming out to, like, certain people, not coming out to certain people, I guess. Like, it doesn't need to be that if you're fully out or not, just, you know, before and after. You can go first. Yeah, sure. Um, Like, for a long time, like, I think I've known for, like, a long time, but, like, when I knew what it was called, when I knew the name for it, and when I knew how to, like, like, that this was, like, an actual thing, like, the feelings I was suppressing, and then they came to the surface, and then I hid them from my friends, and it was, like, like, you always hear, like, it's, like, oh, my God, it's, like, all the feelings are bottled up, and, like, it's completely true, and it just, 
like it was it was obvious in like the sense of like my characteristics um were stereotypically feminine like i only hung out with girls and i never really connected with guys and it was like and like it just even my friends were like you have to be and i was like no uh, and it's like uh, it was it was just like just just denial for like so long and it was every time i said no to them i was saying no to myself and even though i knew these things were true like i just i just buried them and like like i don't know and like but now that it's like now that i have at least told my close friends it um and i'm just like a lot more open about it and and, and like like I'm, I'm not gonna explicitly say anything. Like I've said earlier, but like I'm I'm not closed off to any kind of conversation about it. And so me being able to do that, I feel like I feel so much more free, like liberated, and like like I feel like when I leave, like for college, it's just gonna be so much better because then I can just have more freedom, and it just like it like not saying who you are feels like these chains and it just like it, they just like bring you down in like this awful muddy pond and it's just so muddy and it's like it's so gross anyways but like yeah it just just i felt like i was like swimming out of it you know so i still have like some laps but <laughs> yeah i remember like when i first met you in oxford um, I remember, like, of course, suspecting it, um, that you were bi or gay, but I knew that you weren't comfortable with, like, talking about it or expressing it yet, or, and I knew that you were still, like, contemplating and, like, figuring it all out, but then comparing that to, like, a year later in Paris, I, like, remember, like, just, like, kind of observing how much more yourself you were. Because I feel like Paris is just such an accepting community of all genders, of all, like, and especially since we were there on, like, the Pride Parade and stuff like that. And and and, um, and, and I just, like, remember, like, no, I just remember noting that, like, I felt like I got to know you way better, in a sense. And I got to see way more of who you were. And you weren't, like, afraid. Yeah. I feel, yeah, like, I I feel like, par- like, in terms of the people, like, the communities we were with, first of all, Oxford is small, and it's, we were, we, like, half of the people there, if not m- most of them, were, like, straight guys who were, like, older than me, who, who I were intimidated, who was intimidated by, so, like, I, I wasn't, like, completely open to ever talking about it, and, like, I had, like, James as the roommate, um, very, my roommate very briefly. And I was like, hello, James, I like women. (laughs) And he was like, no, you don't. And then he subsequently moved out for other reasons. But, um, like in Paris, it was just like so much different because like most of the people were girls. And for me personally, I just feel a lot better with engaging with girls. Um, which is like, I th- like there's just I don't know I, I've just always been way better at engaging with girls and also just the city is just so big and you don't have to like you don't keep running into the same people over and over again so like mm-hmm. you can just be who you want and like 
eat strawberries and like like spray paint we never spray painted but i'm in another reality we spray painted some dumb thing on a subway but yeah that's like my you don't need to be bound by other people's expectations yeah now i want to go to paris that sounds nice (laughs) the strawberries okay um hold on so Wait, what was the question? Oh yeah, Sophia. I, I like just I'm <laughs> sorry, I just spaced out for like the full <laughs> five minutes. Okay. Wow. <laughs> it's okay. I'll ask okay, so it, it, it was just like how has your mental health differed before you came out? Okay. After. Sorry. Um, I think definitely my mental health had improved once I've told people because it was like it before it was kind of like my secret or like I couldn't tell anybody and it just kind of just it was just so bad because I don't know depending on how morbid I want to get um I don't know it just was wasn't that good it's like having all this weight and not being able to feel anything because you don't want to kind of address it because you're just so scared of how what it meant and like how it all would play out and just hoping that it would go away and stuff. And it didn't, but uh, just after telling someone, like, or I didn't tell them explicitly. I was just like, I'm not sure. And just even saying that was just so liberating. It just, it felt, it honestly felt like someone had took the weight off my shoulders. It, I felt so just relieved. And I, I feel like, I just hate that, like, unfortunately, that does happen a lot. And that it's, like, just still, being out does have its own challenges. And it's not, like, the perfect world. But personally, it's a lot better than living with a secret. Because then, at least you know what's real to you. Because once you have a secret, you're just going to tell yourself any sort of lies or any sort any story over and over again hoping it becomes the truth so that you don't have to like I don't know just deal with it all right um the next question is how have you learned to cope with stress anxiety criticism etc when it comes to homophobia and internalized homophobia. Do you want to go? Okay, sure. Um, like, I think I'm just like, um, whenever like I see it, I just kind of think, like, argument, like, I don't know. I don't really... This is interesting. Like, I come across it a lot on social media, um, like just what I referenced before, just like TikTok and just people making dumb jokes. And like, I've, I've seen also just some people say, uh, like, uh, make arguments like, uh, sorry, I'm going, I'm like not phrasing this right, but I've seen this one thing where it's like, give me an argument other than religion, which is because like, yeah. Like, give me an argument other than religion for, like, why homosexuality is bad. And they're like, it's not natural. And I was like, 
and then I have a scientific argument in my head to like, it's just like thinking about why the other person is dumb and, and just can like, and just understanding them as an idiotic human being who doesn't have any respect for like other people. Because like, if the, like, I think about it a lot and it's like, I feel like we're in the same kind of like in the same kind of position as like, like other groups, like getting, like gradually getting their rights and gradually having acceptance by like society as as a whole. And so whenever I like, like I know I'm right and I'm not like going to falter from my own opinion because I know the other person is wrong or the other person makes a convincing argument, which they never do because all their arguments are like, I'm going to say this again, idiotic. It's just, I just, I cope with it by knowing that I'm right and that they're going to realize one day because usually these are just radicalized little Republican boys on the internet who never go outside and who are 12 years old and have like pus bumps all over their face. It's like, <laughs> sorry, that was really graphic, <laughs> but it's like, like, I know I'm right. They're going to grow up. It's just a part of the process. They're mm-hmm. going to understand that their opinion was wrong. And that's not an opinion. You're just invalidating another human being. That's not an opinion. You're mm-hmm. just wrong. So, and you know, they might never realize that they're kind of wrong and, but yeah. they're the ones who have to live with that hate for other people. So exactly. that's their own problem, and you yeah. are like, better than that. Like, even if they won't learn they're wrong, I know they're wrong. So, yep. like, even <laughs> that's just a pathetic existence, just living your life out and hating another group of people for just being who they are. That's mm-hmm. deplorable, honestly. I'm using so many big words, but... It's just gross. It's plain and disgusting. I agree. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't know. At the end of the day, like, the like for me, it's more of a, you can say whatever you want. I'm not going to take away your opinion. I'm not going to try to change you because I know people... I do believe in second chances, and I do believe that some people can change, but at the end of the day, a lot of people can't because it'll, it's not their fault. Like, psychologically, they just can't change. There's stuff wrong, so they just can't figure out how to. Um, cope, sort of, or they can't see that there's diff- there's variation. Like, there's stuff outside of what they see is quote-unquote normal or what's normal for them and and they cling to silly things and like a bible verse that doesn't even exist in the like actual bible it's like a parody or like not a parody but like a version of it and like outdated like social views and just outdated information it's like times changed. People used to believe the earth was flat and it's not. Well, people still believe um, that, but. <laughs> the earth, okay, we can all agree that the earth is flat, but it's turning in a circle, so therefore it is a sphere. Um, yeah, thank you, Haley. Um, but, like, I just, I, they, people say that, and if you actually know me, you know that I, de- like, 
I don't surround myself with people who just spew whatever they repeat anything that they've heard other people say and because I don't know them and I don't have like I their personal opinion doesn't matter to me it doesn't affect my life I'm not gonna hear them and be like you're right you know that that your science and math just convinced me so much I'm gonna change now thank you like no that's not what's gonna happen I'm still me they're irrelevant in my eyes. I don't care what they do. Obviously, their words are still going to hurt a little bit, but at the end of the day, it's they're the people that are going to, like, again, they're the people that are going to have to live with this. And hopefully they do see that, like, what they're saying is wrong. But I'm not going to force anything upon them. And it's what really helps me is just the fact that I don't know them. And, like, just reminding myself, like, why do I care? These people, like, you don't know what's up with them, and they don't know what's up with you. Mm-hmm. And, uh, like, I'm sorry. Oh, no, go ahead. But just, like, I was, like, I was listening to everything you said to me, and I was, like, thinking about it, just, like, when those people get angry, I'm doing something right. Because, like, when they get angry at me, I'm being polite. So if that makes them angry, so be it. Like, who cares? Yeah, and I it's weird they kind of treat it like you know if you're they're trying to argue with you then it's, it's like they think you're just like defending uh you know maybe an opinion on a book or like you know is something that uh, just like an opinion on like uh, a topic or something whereas yeah I don't think they really understand that it's like it, this is an identity this is who you are as a person. And no amount of look at this evidence that says that you don't exist and you're wrong is going to be like, oh, that makes me want to change my mind, you know? So, Mm -hmm. all right. um, So we're going to conclude pretty soon here. So is there anything else you guys wanted to add before we finish off? All right. All right. So anyways, uh, thank you for listening to our podcast, um, Mental Health in Youth from a Teen's Perspective, um, this episode about sexuality. And next week, we will be doing a conclusion episode to finish off the series. And I hope everyone will be listening. So thank you very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, goodbye. And thank you to Alec and Sophia. Yes. <laughs> thank you guys for coming on. Thanks for having me. Thank you for having me too.